People pay money to see me in a 20 by 20 ring. Ladies and gentlemen, we're here at the 20 by 20 crew, episode 34, getting underway here. We are watching the, I'm assuming it's the main event, of Ring of Honor's Death Before Dishonor 2018 with uh, Caprice Coleman and Ian Riccajabroni on commentary. <laughs> <laughs> I miss watching Caprice Coleman. Russell, I don't know what the hell's going on with him. I hope he's not a color commentator for the rest of his career because he sucks too. <laughs> he's butchered quite a few names. That wasn't the main event, by the way. The oh main... yeah, yeah, yeah. Will Ospreay versus Jay Lethal. Excellent. Yeah. All right, so that's happening. We got that going on in the background, and if you're interested in an Honor Club subscription, you can get one from us, your boys at the Twenty by Twenty Ring Crew, over at twenty x twenty crew dot com slash podcast slash Honor Club. We're back with. Uh, you guys for another episode. Thank you again for supporting the show as always. Thank you, thank you. And uh, there's one guy that's kind of dropped off the radar. And no one has really heard too much from him since he has done that. Uh, thanks to him part to the WWE. And we're talking about Neville, of course. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Neville uh, was very unhappy with uh, his payday at the WWE and uh, I think other things as well. Uh, after being left off of the WrestleMania paycheck by having his match against Austin Aries moved to the pre-show. So there was no uh, DVD or home video royalties for him or Austin Aries. And that was uh, apparently the straw that broke the camel's back in the mind of Neville. And he was like, screw this, I'm out of here. So he left. He, he did what he had to do and he left. And with that came a lengthy no-compete clause uh, of some sort. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's a little uh, debate on what exactly that entailed for him. Because uh, some people are saying that... They let him go of his own accord to go wrestle elsewhere, just like Austin Aries. Other people are saying he had uh, an actual no complete, no compete clause. So, uh, regardless, we haven't seen hide nor hair of him for quite some time. There have been uh, numerous reports that he has been available for bookings for uh, a good month and a half or so at this point where he could have even showed up at All In, which he did not, obviously. We don't know. We don't know what's going on with Neville. Uh, but he is sorely missed. A guy like that, tons of talent, high-flying risk-taker. Risk what say you, man? What's going on with Neville? I wish I had an answer, but uh, I don't. it almost feels as if we have a situation where... The WWE sucked the life and passion out of him because it's just there's no you don't refuse bookings like you don't when it comes to professional wrestling you don't just uh, turn down bookings I mean with the exception of I'm already booked or I got a lot of bookings this month I'm gonna take some time off you're not booked at all and you're refusing bookings 
I, from my understanding, there's no injuries no. going on. To my knowledge, so, no injuries, no nothing. I mean, is it one of those things where the WWE in, the, in that situation put him in a mindset of just contemplating a, a future career in the business, you think? or I don't know, but you put the visual in my mind of like Mr. McMahon just like walking up behind him and like attaching his mouth to his thigh. And just, like, literally trying to suck the life out of somebody. <laughs> like, you can't go back to wrestling. <laughs> I mean, you look at what Neville Neville did for the company in WWE. You know, he started out there in NXT. He was an NXT champion for a long time. Had a great rivalry with Bo Dallas. Believe it or not, Bo Dallas was a legit wrestler in NXT, like most people from NXT. <laughs> yeah. You know, had a, a great... Actually, the, the very first main event... On a WWE Network the show, exclusive show, was an NXT arrival. Uh, and that was uh, Bo Dallas defending the NXT Championship versus Neville, or Adrian Neville at the time, in a ladder match. Holy shit, was that a great match. Go, go awesome go, match. Go back and watch that match. Uh, excellent match. Dropped the title to Sami Zayn and what was a great rivalry there. Eventually got called up. Had a decent run, but again, was more of a, a gimmick, gimmicky type character. Uh, got hurt. Got hurt, came back, was thrown on 205 Live as a cruiserweight, but man, did he make that work for himself. He did, man. He And to me, he like he kind of hulked over those guys just because of his mass. Yeah, he's always been a huge dude. Very Built like a brick shithouse. Yeah, <laughs> always, you know, definitely a very muscular guy. Um, the only thing I didn't like about that novel was the the character, the gimmick was no uh, no aerial moves. He wasn't going to give the fans the aerial moves. I don't know what was going on with that, if that was just purely the gimmick, or if that was WWE trying to say, you know, you need to chill out on aerial moves because for WWE, we don't like to have fun around here. <laughs> um, that leads to Austin Aries. Austin Aries... Uh, quickly put himself out there as a legit contender. Obviously, he came to WWE with a name, whether they wanted to consider it or not. He came with a name. He came with a following. And the writing was on the wall for Austin Aries versus Neville. They built the match well. And, what, a day before? Maybe the day of WrestleMania? I think it was the day before. day before. This match was on WrestleMania, and it gets moved to the pre-show, I forget what gets put in its place. We yeah, get swapped. I don't remember. But it gets it gets moved to the pre-show, and both of those guys are out a pretty decent amount of dough. Um, and that's a, a nice thank you for all your hard work. So <laughs> I can understand. I can understand the the gripe. Austin Aries, he left, and I remember one of his first nights in the Independence, at least here in the states. It was at a House of Hardcore show, which is Tommy Dreamer's promotion. And he was pretty pretty professional to about his, re, his remarks to WWE. He was disappointed, but uh, he also took some blame on his, on his own rights, which whether I feel it was deserved or not, you know, kudos to him for handling it that way. Neville, we haven't seen him handling it. Besides just staying away. And I, I don't know what else to say as maybe it's just 
one of those things where it, it gave him that whole bad taste in his mouth. You know, look at a CM Punk. Yeah. Where how that all played out, he's not taking bookings anywhere else, you know, either. And nor did he take bookings when he left. Yeah. When he left, when he left WWE, he left wrestling. So, you know, all the stuff that that he talked about on the Cabana podcast and all that stuff had nothing to do with professional wrestling as a whole. It was everything WWE, but it was pretty much just fuck it. Like I'm done. I'm gonna do other things. So, I don't know what's going on with Neville. I I don't know if he uh, went uh, went back home to England and just chilling out there and spending time with family and, and shit. But he is uh, that is a, a, a huge talent loss uh, in all of this. Is um, we don't get to see him, and it sucks because. Even though it's disappointing that he got mistreated in WWE, at the end of the day, most people do. Yeah. So, <laughs> you go back to independent wrestling to work hard and, and, and become a legit talent again by what you can do in that ring. But it sucks. It sucks. I, I hope whatever soul searching he's doing, if that's the case, that uh, it leads him back to uh, a 20 by 20 ring soon absolutely i bring uh neville up here because will osprey is on on the telly yeah uh facing jay lethal for the ring of honor world title right now and uh it was put out there that will osprey wanted a match against neville at russell kingdom in january how fucking awesome would that be so, Neville, if you're out there and you happen to listen to this podcast or anybody within earshot, please come back. Come back and wrestle Will Ospreay in Japan at Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, I promise I won't be like Mr. McMahon and attach my <laughs> my mouth to your thigh and suck the life out of you. Hey, you're going to get a good payday, too, you know. But I got to cheat you on payday. Nah, we'll put you on the pre-show. Sorry. Nah, I ain't gonna, you ain't going to cheat like that. Because in every other promotion in the world, you get rewarded for being a good wrestler. So, yeah, man, it's sad. It's sad to see him uh, see him go. And uh, not that he's gone. We're not announcing that he's officially gone. We have no idea. He's just MIA. He's yeah. missing an action right now. Hopefully he comes back soon. Uh, speaking of Austin Aries, recently you and I were talking about David Arquette, the actor David Arquette. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, David Arquette is apparently doing a documentary. I'm assuming it's wrestling. It, it involves wrestling. But he is doing indie shows. He was recently in our neck of the woods for a warrior wrestling show. Shouts out to the guys over at Warrior Wrestling. Absolutely. He did he did their show. As of this recording, he he has uh, done a show for Border City Wrestling, kind of a one night thing. And okay. apparently he's in talks with Impact Wrestling, uh, thanks to Scott Demore who who they they know each other from WCW years ago. I don't know about uh, you, but the idea of David Arquette having anything to do with professional wrestling 
right away just um, it, it puts a bad bad taste in my mouth. Sure, I was about to say right bad mouth in my taste. <laughs> That's how bad it is. Um, someone on Twitter had basically put it out there uh, to Impact Wrestling, saying, "Could you please keep Arquette away from Austin Aries?" And Austin Aries replied with this. Austin Aries says, why? I'm keen on David Arquette. Passion for pro wrestling, well-connected, first-hand experience during a dominant NWO faction era, former world champion, I laugh at that one, heat magnet, and he doesn't care what you think of him. He fits right in with what I've begun assembling in Impact Wrestling. Definitely a point of view I was not taking into (laughs) consideration, especially from someone like Austin Aries. Uh, your thoughts on Mr. Aries's uh, words there? It's got to be his friend. <laughs> is, is that what it is? It's got to be his buddy, his drinking buddy. Uh, I don't I don't get it, man. I don't think David Arquette is a, a bad guy, per se. I've been very critical on the... For those who don't know, again, he is... You mentioned with the Austin Aries comments, a former WCW World Heavyweight Champion... Uh, that was a terrible way to promote a movie that was being released featuring, starring David Arquette. And a lot of people point out the fact that David Arquette didn't call the shots, that he didn't put the belt on him. And that's been proven that he he, he wasn't the guy to, to call the shot. But as a fan of professional wrestling, if, if somebody invited us, the 20 by 20 ring crew, to come to their promotion and say, hey, you know what? Not only that you're going to come and be a guest of honor, which that's that's cool. Yeah, I, I would, would like love to do that. But that's not enough. No, you're going to you're gonna come in, you're going to work a match, and you're going to win, and you're going to become the tag team champions. You and I respect the business too much to say, yeah, that, that's not happening. Yeah, that would not be happening, folks. <laughs> you know, I, I love this business, but I didn't I didn't work for it. Yeah. I didn't do anything for it, and I have no idea what I'm doing in that ring. <laughs> you know, it's it's easy. It's easy for us, admittedly, the same way that you had, see a lot of sports talk guys talk about sports as if it's something that they can do. You know, with the exception of those who actually did it in the past, you know, the retired guys, but you get a lot of guys critiquing it, and it's like, you never actually played this game, you know, as professionally. So how do you fully know? And the answer is you don't, but you know it from a fan perspective, and that's why you can give the the insight. Mm-hmm. But when you start start throwing championships at me, it's like, yeah, no, <laughs> we're not we're not doing that. I'm not doing that. I'm not gonna have somebody that's busted their ass lay down for me because oh, this would be a good way to promote something. No, that's that's the way WWE does business. That's the way that obviously WCW does business. So that's the reason why I roll my eyes when I hear David Arquette. It's just like, uh, as much of a fan as he is, or he claims to be, and others claim that he is, I would have hoped that he would have respected the business enough to say, you know what, I'm not going to be the World Heavyweight Champion. That's there's there's other ways to promote a movie than putting a championship on me for like what a week or two. Yeah, there's just more there's more ways to promote something than to give me your most prestigious title. With that being said, David Arquette now and he's doing a documentary. He's doing a documentary. 
I hope that he's not doing anything creatively um, for TNA. Uh, stay away from not just Austin Aries, but from the entire roster, if that's the case. You know, like, <laughs> we just don't need that shit. But uh, I don't think it's going to go that far. I, I think everyone's kind of learned their lesson. At least anybody with a decent mindset will say, yeah, we're not doing David Arquette as world champion or anything like that. So as far as him staying away from Austin Aries, I don't see that being a big deal. Uh, I, I still find it intriguing that what Austin Aries said, but just, I don't know. It, it, maybe maybe that's how he truly feels. I, <laughs> maybe that is his friend. Who knows? Maybe he's in character. I, I, I really don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. I don't have an answer, but uh, it is surprising. It is surprising because, you know, Austin Aries has been critical on other people in the past with their wrestling ability. And here we are, a guy that is now notorious for being a laughing stock in this business. And he's like, oh, man, I love to work with him for the most part, you know? Like, it's kind of a weird statement. But with Dawson Aries, I tend not to think too long regarding it because he's not their dude. Speaking of characters, uh, there's there's one thing I wanted to to mull over with you. I haven't listened to it. It's it's out there. Uh, you can probably catch it on YouTube. Actually, I know you can catch it on YouTube. MJF, Maxwell Jacob Friedman, okay, did an episode of Stone Cold Steve Austin's podcast, and I haven't heard it again. But apparently, for like ninety five percent of the podcast, he's in character as this super douchebag heel that he is. I have to sit and listen to that, dude. I can't wait. For those of you not familiar with MJF, as he's called, I think probably the most accessible way to find him would be YouTube, obviously. Yeah. But um, he had a match against, uh, who was that, Mark Cross. Matt Cross. Matt Cross, I'm yeah. sorry. At All In. Uh, Matt Cross, who also is known by Son of, Son Havoc, of Havoc and Lucha Underground. Uh, I thought he was an excellent heel, Mr. MJF there. Uh, I, I don't know too much about him, but uh, from what I saw and what I heard, I'm, I'm dying to hear. Again, the uh, the pretty boy Steve Carino. Is, like, <laughs> Dude, I'm excited. Yeah, the, the guy, you know, the anti-hardcore guy who works a lot of hardcore territories <laughs> like CZW. So, yeah, very, uh, very interesting guy. He's got such a bright future in the business. And uh, you gotta love guys who are are willing to take that heel character everywhere he goes, man. So <laughs> it's a ballsy thing to do too. It truly is. So I, I applaud guys like that. Uh, and other uh, wrestling news that's been going on. I know you haven't uh, been following, or you haven't been watching the, the Destruction Tour yet. So with all your uh, busyness going on, but I've been watching for you. Thank you. Uh, and I know you, you'll get to it when you get a chance. Oh, I will. Uh, yeah, no, no doubt about that. But the Destruction Tour had three main shows. Uh, Destruction, uh, Hiroshima, Beppu, and then Kobe. All have been fantastic shows, as expected. And uh, we're not going to make this a, uh, a review show, though I mean, we know we can make an entertaining one because it's New Japan. But uh, we're going to talk about one specific thing. We're actually going to talk about the very last match on the very last uh, Destruction show, which was in Kobe. It involved 
uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi defending his IWGP Heavyweight Championship match, or the G1 contract, against Kazuchika Okada. And immediately this was controversial. Why was it controversial? Because there was a certain person that felt gypped because he should have been the first one to have a crack at Tanahashi's briefcase. And that person was none other than the Switchblade Jay White. Jay White made it very known, very clear to, to Tanahashi that he was the guy that deserves it because he was the one to beat Tanahashi in the G1. Nobody else did that. And Tanahashi picked Okada because Tanahashi has spent last couple of years winless against the Rainmaker. Rainmaker! And he wanted to prove that if he's going to challenge for the title to be the best, that he can certainly beat the best. And obviously he'll get a crack at the champion at Wrestle Kingdom, but before that, he wanted a crack at the guy that he hasn't been able to beat for quite a few years now in Kazuchika Okada, which set up the main events at Destruction and Kobe. And am I okay to spoil it for you? Please. All right. So the spoiler goes is this. Tanahashi wins. Phenomenal match. Uh, I did not watch the entire show, but I did watch this match. Okay. Uh, I, I will go back and watch the rest of it, of course. But I did watch that match. Great match as expected. Tanahashi wins. And let's celebrate. However, Jay White comes out, and he's got something to say in a more physical manner. He comes out, and he attacks Jay, uh, Jay White. Attacks Jay White. <laughs> he, <laughs> he comes out, and he immediately attacks Tanahashi, puts him out, and that's about it when it comes to Hiroshi Tanahashi for the night. Congratulations. He's still a number one contender for the title at Wrestle Kingdom on January 4th, but Jay White is not done. He's got a beef with Kazuchika Okada still. And he comes out and he has got uh, he's got a chair. Uh, he's getting ready he's getting ready to go to town on Okada because of the the fact that he felt gypped. Mm-hmm. And also too, you gotta remember from go all the way back to night one of the G one, he wants control of chaos. Oh yes. And you have this it's his rainmaker. It's his rainmaker. It's his chaos now. And you saw that even when Okada and and White were teaming with each other uh, in the other destruction ma- uh, shows, where it's no, no, no. I call the shots. I'm the one that's in charge. But anyways, Gato comes out and he f- says he has enough of this, and he comes out and he grabs a chair from Jay White and pretty much says, "We're not doing this. We're not doing this." And, and that's that. And Jay White is jawing at Okada, going back and forth. And the next thing you see is Gato takes that chair and he whacks Kazuchika Okada right in the spine. And the two continue to attack Okada. 
to to close the show. Jay White went over to the commentators table where Rocky Romero was uh, doing commentary, uh, who was also a fellow Chaos member, and he continued to antagonize the situation, proclaiming Chaos as his, and that the the change is happening, and essentially get on board. And that's how Destruction and Kobe ends with a fallen Okada. And J.Y. and Gato now standing on top of him. And here we are now on a potential civil war in yet another New Japan faction. This time involving J.Y. and taking down a Okada that has really suffered as a character ever since losing that IWGP Heavyweight Championship at Dominion back in June to Kenny Omega. Right time for this, you think? And is Jay White the right guy for this? I mean, what's your overall thoughts? What's 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 your uh, hope for what they're going to do next? One, I love that it's Jay White. If you remember, you and I were kind of fantasy booking stuff down the line after the G One tournament. Jay White was one of the names that I threw in the hat. Like, who's <laughs> who's to say? Yeah, that. That that briefcase isn't going to be taken away by somebody, right? And I mentioned Jay White, so this for me this makes sense. He's one of the guys because I, I I still feel that Tetsuya Naito's not going to get it just yet. So for Jay White to step in and you know he's the leader of Chaos and he wants to take over, yeah, this all makes sense to me and I love it. Uh, right time, yeah, oh yeah. Uh, what what better way to to further to further the suffering of a baby face than to do something like this. <laughs> you know, not only did he lose his title, he's having a, a, a crisis of, of character, and, and now Jay White is making it even worse. Yeah. So, and and on the same side of that coin, you have Jay White lifting himself up to be that much more of a heel. Yeah. So this is all... Excellent booking in, in in my eyes. He lost, you know, the title. He's losing chaos. You know, the, not only that, but uh, the the icing on the cake is that Gato turns on him too after the the years spent as as. I didn't see that one coming. Yeah. No, I didn't see that one coming at all. That that's what makes <laughs> it like that much better for me. I'm like, holy shit. Because I saw the still image, and I'm like, oh, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. Like, there's no way. Like, picture, like, like Arnold Scotland, like, turning on Bob Backlund. Yeah. <laughs> like, hit him with a chair. Like, it, it, it has that feeling to me where it's like, that just doesn't happen. You right, know? That right. just doesn't happen. And, it's man, too, it's it was, too taboo, but yeah. that's why it happened. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting, too, because throughout the Destruction Tour, you would hear remarks by Kevin Kelly, who is the lead commentator for New Japan, at least the English uh, New Japan commentary. And he had said that Jay White is trying to be- get Chaos to become the villainous group that it was in the past. Now, if you don't remember, ladies and gentlemen, Chaos started as a villainous group. Obviously, that's not the case anymore, but you see that with Jay White. You know, there was a six man tag in uh, Hiroshima where he teamed with Kazuchika Okada and Yoshihashi, 
and there's a bit where he's taking a, a chair right in front of the referee, and he's trying to give it to Yoshihashi, like, take it. Like, I'm, I'm telling you to take it and use it on. I forget who he was facing. And uh, we saw at the G1 as well where he's trying to get them to do very uh, heelish things. Mm-hmm. I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm gonna put you on the spot here. What's going to be the outcome of this? Is this going to work out in Jay White's favor? Is chaos going to become Jay White's chaos? Are there going to be two chaoses? Or is Jay White ultimately going to be booted out? What do you think is going to happen? And does that agree to what you think should happen? I feel that what is going to happen is Jay White is going to turn chaos into a heel faction. I think I think um I think this whole thing with Bullet Club and the Civil War, obviously it's not over yet and it it looks like there's no end in sight. But with something something of the magnitude of chaos turning heel, I think that would possibly reunite them. Do do I think that should happen? Quite honestly, I'm all for uh, whatever New Japan has in store. Okay. They have not steered me wrong yet. I really love their booking style. Again, the both of their bookers, both of their main bookers are fans of old Memphis wrestling, and that is something I also enjoy. So, um, this is great. This is all yeah. really good wrestling to me. Yeah, I, I really feel that's going to go that way, and. I just I at this point in time I don't know what will happen to other factions, right? Like uh, Suzuki Goon or Los Ingobernables or or the Bullet Club. Uh, what 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 will what will happen if what will happen to them those factions if Chaos turns heel? I don't know, but that's exciting. That's exciting to me. That was going to be my next point because it's one of those things that if you do turn them, you're going to run into that potential problem where you have too many. Uh, too many healers cooks in the kitchen. Where... Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, you, there, there, there's that delicate balance. Yeah. And New Japan is really good at that. Right. So you're going to see if they turn heel, you're going to see other factions turn face. I mean, you already have Lij make that transition. I think it's pretty clear they're a babyface faction now. Yeah, and I, and I think that's what will happen. They'll delve more into being babyfaces, right. and that's probably why Tetsuya Naito won't have a title shot yet. So. That guy, man. Give him a title. <laughs> give, him, give him his belt. Um, yeah, and, then, you know, Bullet Club obviously has their two factions right now. Even though the Bullet Club uh, elite is kind of like a baby face faction in comparison to the uh, BCOGs, they still, you know, they still do a lot of cheating. They do. <laughs> they do oh, a lot yeah. of cheating. So they're still very much heelish, heelish guys. It's it's always funny seeing them team Okoda Bushi because <laughs> they try to get him to do things that he just won't do. <laughs> so it's always fun that way. And obviously Suzuki Goon, I don't see them changing anytime soon. No. They're uh they're a heel they're heels to stay. Through and through. <laughs> Minoru Suzuki just can't be a baby face. unless they change the name again and it's like somebody else's, you know. Uh, faction, I, I just Suzuki, so long as they're Suzuki Goon, they're gonna be a heel faction. So, uh, but I'm I'm intrigued by it. I'm intrigued by what's gonna happen. 
I'm intrigued by who who stays and who goes from Chaos. That'll be the interesting thing, you know. And then what happens with Okada? Does does he does he leave or does he fall in line? Essentially, I think he fights valiantly to regain the power and the leadership of Chaos, but I think he fails. You think he leaves? I, I really think he fails and he leaves. You think he becomes the next, you know, Tanahashi in that sense? And yep. Just, he does his own thing? Yep. That'll be exactly no what No more does. factions for him at this point. Uh, yeah, not at this point. Okay. Yeah. That's fair enough. I mean, it, it, it just leads to a very interesting situation in New Japan right now that's going to culminate for the next few months. And I think it's going to hit its head that we're going to start getting... I don't think we're gonna get our full answers until Wrestle Kingdom. Oh yeah, you know. So, but it's it's gonna be a fun fall mm-hmm. and, and winter, you know, beginning of winter, uh, if you will, to uh, to see what happens with uh, with New Japan in in that sense. Also, New Japan related here is the other faction that's in the midst of a uh, civil war right now. Although it's not what we're gonna talk about per se. But uh, we're talking about the Bullet Club, the uh, the world famous Bullet Club, and you mentioned a, an interview that uh, Hangman Page had. Am I, am I correct there? Yep. Uh, regarding the decision making of what is in store for the future of those guys individually, and individually, they he has said. He didn't say where they're going, but he did say that when it comes to negotiations, it is not a one-guy thing. It is an entire group. And you used the word unprecedented when you mentioned that. And It is. It's absolutely I, unprecedented. Think, think of it in terms of, of this. If this were the NWO yeah, and all that that went on with that, it would be like everybody who had an NWO shirt on, basically stopping the wrestling world and negotiating as a group to go possibly to another company or work with other companies. Right. I've never heard of this happening. (laughs) Ever. So, uh, Hangman Adam Page sat down with CBS's Chuck Carroll for an interview. Uh, That's the interview he did. Right, Chuck. And he he goes he goes on during the interview to say, I think as a collective, as a group, we have been able to change wrestling. We were able to, I mean, this wasn't money. This wasn't my money. I didn't self-finance all in, but my friends were able to self-finance and sell out a show that had over 11,000 people in attendance. I don't even know what the numbers were who watched it from home. It's something that's just absolutely unheard of, and it's something that we all did together. And I think as a group, we're really on to something, and I think we want to continue this. It would be a real disservice to everyone who has supported us and got us to this point if we were to abandon what we've built. It certainly doesn't mean that it can't evolve and change, and it should and it will. But I feel like we have too much of a good thing going to try to abandon it. And we all know that collectively we have more leverage than we ever had more than anyone else has had in a very long time. And that's a very good point, leverage. And and the interview goes on to kind of uh, Chuck Carroll hinting at, like, maybe this is just your way of, uh, like, producing leverage to garner more money out of 
a contract negotiation with no matter who you sign with. Right. And that's just smart business. I think that sure. I don't think that was necessarily Hangman Page's point in the interview, mm-hmm. but it, it is also a byproduct. I mean, you are part of the it thing in wrestling right now. Yeah, um, you're you're fucking white hot, and basically whatever you touch is a success. So it's just going to happen that way. You know, no matter who you sit down and try to negotiate with. Yeah. Just by just by the way things are going, that's a byproduct of the situation where more money will probably be thrown your way. And for those guys, it's not a bad thing. For anybody going through negotiations with money, that's not a bad thing. That's what you want. Yeah. So I I, I wholeheartedly agree. The only thing that I I would say to that is uh, my question to to them would be. Does that include not having the Bullet Club name? Because that's the only thing they don't have control of is, is the name and the logo and everything that goes with that name. So if he was referring to something along the lines of WWE, you guys go together, but you guys are something generic, which would still produce money and make the money, but that's the only thing that you don't have control of is the name that is the Bullet Club. The Bullet Club stays... With New Japan Pro Wrestling. And if you guys go, then that name stays. It's one of those things where it's like, does that work for everybody now? Because at some point, without that name, guys are going to, some guys are going to fizzle away, I think. Especially in, in that company where you're not allowed to use that name. That's pretty much the only company that won't, you and I won't be allowed to. Because it would be the only company that says, if you're going to use that name, we got to own the name. Yeah. They made that very clear. Mm-hmm. So, I'm referring to WWE in that sense. If, if, if they go there and they, they have this pact, well, it's only going to last so long there. Yeah, it will. So, I, I think even with that, without Adam Page saying it, I think it's very made very clear that he's referring to a lot of the companies that they already work for. Yeah. In New Japan Pro Wrestling. I mean, because, let me be wrong, like, I'm not saying that those guys are not going to go on without the Bullet Club name. And it's 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 also going to hurt the Bullet Club name to not have those guys representing the the the, the, the faction. Especially if they all leave abruptly. Yeah. <laughs> it leaves just four guys left. But it's it's one of those interesting things where... Even though they have the leverage, it's still a ballsy thing to say to do, because yeah, you're bringing in all this money, but it's like if you're New Japan, you're bringing all this money with something that we gave you. It's like it's like if Hulk Hogan didn't own the rights to the name Hulk Hogan, and Vince like he's like, all right, you know, what? I'm gonna go be a, a star in WCW. I know that's not how it exactly went, but I want to be a star in WCW. All right, that's fine. But you're Terry again. And it's like, whoa, 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 what? No, I'm Hulk Hogan. No, you're not. <laughs> I own Hulk Hogan. And it's like, fuck. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's one of those things where it's, I mean, you can't just go, you, you technically could give somebody Hulk Hogan name again, but it doesn't necessarily work for you. So you kind of like fucking both parties here where it's like, yeah, we lost Hulk Hogan and uh, he lost everything that made him special and begin, begin with. And he has to start all over again. And it's just like, that's, I wonder if that's what New Japan is looking at too. Like, 
yeah, we'll, we'll give you more money, but it's like, let's slow your roll here, too. <laughs> you know? Well, there's one thing that uh, I think Adam Page left out in the way of contract negotiation possibilities with the WWE, and it's, don't get me wrong, Vince is interested in taking the some of the Bullet Club talent, but I don't think he's necessarily in it for all of the Bullet Club talent, at least the guys... That that are kind of what we feel are up for grabs, which would be Kenny Omega, Young Bucks, Cody Rhodes, Hangman Page, Marty Skrull, and that's it. Like, I don't think Vince buys that package. I think Vince buys Omega, Cody, and the Bucks. Man, you'd be a fool not to take Hangman Page. But I, we are talking about Vince, though, here. You know? So. Like, he's helped. Uh, last I heard. He's hell-bent on taking those four four guys away, Cody, Omega, and the Bucks, from that Madison Square Garden show. Just those four. That's all he cares about is that fucking show. Yeah, that's all, that, that's all you know, that, last I heard, that's what it was. So, no Skrull, no Page. And I'm not saying, you know, that would be a deal-breaker for me, but clearly there's, there's, a, there's a little discrepancy here. Yeah, to say the least. Um, speaking of the Bullet Club guys and contracts and things like that, uh, all in too. The 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 longer the months and the weeks and the days go by, we hear more and more tidbits of information and confirmation about more than likely there's going to be a second all in show. There's no location set. Again, they're still in the very preliminary stages of, of re, you know, making this happen again. But uh, I know you know how I feel. I want it to stay in Chicago and be like yeah. an annual thing. That'd be fucking great. But realistically, where 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 should they go if they can't do Chicago again? Where where should they go? The immediate, uh, my main reaction would probably be somewhere close to. The Bucks in California, like L.A. Uh, I know they're not from L.A., but L.A. Uh, I, I, as much as I love you guys in New York, you guys are already getting the MSG show. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I say New York too because, and only, only if they they pull they pull this and all in two after the G1 Supercard that they do all in two at the Garden as well. That'd be the only reason why I say New York. Okay. Uh, is if if they do the Garden, um, because that would be fucking huge. Because especially if you do it in the same year, where you have <laughs> you 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 have the the first ever non WWE wrestling show take place at Madison Square Garden, and then later on that year you have a show, an independent show. By independent, I mean not no wrestling promotion at all. You know, a, a handful of guys, maybe more guys this time than three. Who knows? But a, a, a few guys putting their money in booking Madison Square Garden and then selling the fucking thing out. I mean, that just, that would go to show you to anybody out there, whether you're a wrestling fan or or you, you're 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 on the outskirts of wrestling right now, you're a WWE fan or whatever. This will prove that wrestling. It, the golden age of wrestling is back for a second time around because if these few guys can sell out the garden, man, they can sell out so many other places. Yeah, oh you know? yeah. 
to get a, 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 a venue that is synonymous with professional wrestling. So that's the reason why I would say the Garden. Not that any other venue isn't good, but given the type of historic shows New York's already getting in 2019, assuming that All-In 2 is going to take place in 2019, I would say uh, no New York with the exception of the Garden. Um, obviously, Chicago would be great for me because I, that's where we're from. Mm-hmm. You know, some people were, were, were screaming out uh, United Center. Yeah, we did get that. Uh, that would be interesting if they could do that, pull that up, pull that. Uh, man, um, another another town that's or, or a place that's uh, synonymous with professional wrestling, a place that I know is, is close to uh, Cody's heart, Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah. You know, uh, Atlanta, Georgia, you know, uh, the Carolinas, Charlotte, you know, would be, would be great. Um, if you're going to stick with smaller venues, Greensboro Coliseum. Yeah, you know, man. <laughs> you know what I mean. So I know I'm not really answering the question, but I'm just listing cities that I think would be. <laughs> you know? um, but if I had to pinpoint one, I would probably say I, I'd probably say Atlanta is, is a good front runner. Wow, to okay. to, to do it, I, I think that that place is always. Uh, I know Cody's always. Cody's has been very uh, adamant on on not shying away of which city's his favorites, and Chicago's always been one of them, and yeah. that's why All In and in, in Chicago or Chicago Land, whatever we want to call it, didn't surprise me when it was announced. Uh, I knew we were a front runner when uh, they were down to their few handful cities, and when it when we got picked, I just it wasn't like yeah I knew it all along, but it was just like I kind of figured. <laughs> I mean, Chicago is one of the one of those one of those cities that it's just you get a lot of passionate people out here. It just whether it's I mean I see that in music and, and other other forms of media. It's like it kind of sucks because it's always like crazy packed all the time out here. But at the same time, it's cool to be a part of that because it's like man, like you just have like that pride. I don't have a whole lot of pride in my city usually, admittedly. Sorry, Chicago, I don't. But <laughs> when it comes to things like that, it's like, man, I'm just like, wow, I'm I'm proud to be a part of the city. So, but Atlanta, Georgia is another one, and again, it's 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 Cody's backyard. If you're gonna go to a, a, a stick with a smaller venue, I would just absolutely love the Greensboro Coliseum. Yeah, I think that would be great. Um, and again, Madison Square Garden for All In. Can you imagine that? That'd be insane. But uh, I'm going to say Atlanta, Georgia for my uh, preliminary pick. Okay. As we get closer, we, we hammer, they hammer it down. I'll, uh, maybe I'll pick again a different city. But Now that you mentioned it, I could see him doing a venue that was important to his dad. Mm. So, yeah, Gre- Greensboro, that definitely makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great place, great venue. It's uh, they're, they're sticking with the same size type of type of size, that fits that fits the mold perfectly. So, yeah. it'd be great to see a, a a show take place at the Greensboro Coliseum that we'll actually be able to watch. Ah, yeah. so shout out <laughs> WWE there. We did Starcade at the Greensboro Coliseum last year. They did Starcade. You didn't even film it. But anyways. I I think that I think that's a cool concept that they did that, but they should have. Like, eventually made it available for, like, home release or something. Something, anything, man. You know? That, that, dude, 
any collector would have loved to have that. The, just because of that show being so exclusive. Yeah. You know? Supposedly it's happening again this year, too. Maybe. Okay. Maybe. I'm, I'm not sure. I don't know. <laughs> um, speaking of the WWE and uh, their choice decisions, uh, the upcoming SmackDown, what is it, anniversary show? It's the 1,000th episode. 1,000th episode of SmackDown coming up. Um, I'm not excited. What? Necessarily. To Why not? <laughs> Why aren't you excited? Well, I'm, I'm not excited to hear this little tidbit of news, but okay. uh, apparently Bautista and Evolution are getting back together. What I find even funnier is you have people reporting, like, Bautista's going to shock the wrestling world and come back. And be a part of evolution for a day. Well, well, like just the the line there. He's going to shock the wrestling world. The fact that this rumor has already broken out. Yeah. Do you know how much less uh, amplification this this has now? Like, great. Okay, he might be coming back now. It's out there. Yeah, he's you know, so mad about the James Gunn situation that he's going back to wrestling. Well, you know, he did say when he's he did say if and when he comes back to wrestling, he doesn't want to be this part time guy. He wants to be a full time guy. Dude, you're like he's like fifty now. He well, not, it's not just that. Like he was <laughs> never that good to begin There's with. There's that too. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I'm sure I'm gonna get shit for saying that. Whatever. I, fucking fight me. How about that? <laughs> Prove me wrong. Batista responds to you. Yeah. Let him. <laughs> You're beautiful on the inside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not excited about evolution. No, n- uh, n- he, nor am I. And it's like, dude, you're going to drag Flair into the ring? I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Ric Flair, but he, no. no I, don't, no, I don't need to see him yeah. in the ring again. No, anymore. we don't. We don't. You know, let him let him be retired or, or and married for and then you know, music videos. Music yeah. videos, apparently, I didn't see that. But uh, it's like when we brought back Evolution. What was it, three, four years ago? And they were rivaling the Shield, and it was like so anticlimactic. I mean, the the <laughs> like the biggest pop for Evolution was Batista's last match. Where he was wearing all blue, so everyone was wearing black. Like Randy and and Triple H were wearing black, and then Batista comes out in his all blue attire that just didn't match anybody else. And by the way, the Shield are also wearing all black, <laughs> so you have six guys in the ring all wearing black, with the exception of Batista, who's wearing these bright ass blue trunks and knee pads and <laughs> boots, and the crowd's chanting "Blue Tista." <laughs> <laughs> and and like it pissed Batista off to no end. He laughed and never never came back. <laughs> so, dude, we got to do that again. The WWE crowd isn't really excited to see Batista. I, I remember when he came back for the first time, like after he made his triumphant return. Batista, he's got on the, these these uh, fucking skinny jeans that he I think he rips. So he he doesn't he doesn't sit up powerbomb to somebody, and like he can't get up in these pants because oh, it's so goddamn tight. <laughs> it's like now I'm a pretty I'm pretty average height and 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 build all that stuff, 
Like, those things were too tight for me. <laughs> and Batista's like six foot, what, six foot four, six foot five, and, you know, 280 pounds of the sheer muscle. And, and he's wearing these fucking small ass pants. These kids are us pants that he's wearing. Good lord. I was like, dude, you look fucking ridiculous. I'm not excited to see Batista come back. The only time, you know, I, I, I dig his, his movie roles. I mean, I'm not like a huge fan, but I dig his movie roles. Yeah, he's a decent actor. And uh, stick with that. Yeah, stick with that. Do that. Don't yeah. come back. Yeah. Don't come back to wrestling. Ric Flair. Go evolve somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ric Flair, obviously, is a legend. I don't need to say that. But he's also batshit crazy now. <laughs> <laughs> just, <laughs> just go be retired. Go, go be with your wife. Go be, go be with your wife. Go, uh, go be with your daughter and or whatever, and uh, be with your mistresses. Yeah, whatever's going do, on. Do whatever with you, you just, gotta do. Just, yeah. just go, go away. Yeah. You know, uh, Triple H. Triple H used to be uh, one of the greatest. Cerebral assassin. Uh, then he shaved his head and put on a suit. And, <laughs> And uh, you know, just go go be COO. Yes, yeah, go be the coup. Stick stick to making NXT work. Yeah. How about that? Yeah, go. I, we don't need to see you in Evolution. Yeah. You don't need to do a fucking tag match in Australia as part of DX. Like, don't just stop. I thought the Australia thing is. Uh... Oh, I'm sorry. Is it Crown Jewel where they're going to be DX? So Shawn Michaels is coming back. Yes. What? It's, it's it's Shawn Michaels and and Triple H as DX versus. Uh, the Undertaker and Kane at Crown Jewel, then, if it's not uh, the other event. Uh, that is, that's that's crazy. Shawn Michaels is coming back to wrestling to do a fucking tag team match. Man, he, someone turned for dough. He, I, I, he was in, uh, what was it? The Marine, the Marine Nine or whatever. <laughs> there's like there's legit like seven of those fucking movies. He was in that. Like, is that not like I saw a commercial money? for like one with Becky Lynch in it. And I'm yeah, like, it's like same holy one. shit. Yeah, it's the like, Miz, Shawn Michaels, and Becky Lynch. God damn, I didn't know there was that many. There's that the, many. I, I don't know if there's nine. That I think it's seven. It's seven. In all honesty, all right. I think it's it's the Marine Seven. But there's like there's like. Uh, who, so the Marine was originally John Cena, right? Yes. And then it became like Randy Orton. Uh, no, it was. I thought it was DiBiase's kid. Oh, it was DiBiase. Yeah. That's right. Did Randy Orton do it at all? I'm or sure. He, I think he was going to, and then they pulled him because he used to be a Marine and he went AWOL or something like that. And there was like controversy with yeah, that. Yeah, I'm. Sh- I'm sure. It, I don't know. It's also Randy Orton. He yeah. and who the who the <laughs> hell? Why would you even ask him to act? <laughs> Like, I remember when they first started doing... I don't know we're going off topic here, but... No, no, I remember, please, please. I remember when they first started doing the, uh, the WWE... Uh, like, what was it? Uh, WWE Films, whatever. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they... I remember when they first started doing the WWE Films, and they started with... Uh, was Ceno Evil was one of the first ones. Decent horror flick, for the most part. It wasn't great. But uh, you had that. That weird scene where Kane's touching himself was was kind of awkward. <laughs> <laughs> He's a mayor now, ladies and gentlemen. Mayor of Knoxville. He touched himself in a movie. <laughs> but uh, what was the other one? Uh, the Condemned with Stone Cold. Oh, that's right. The yeah. Condemned. Decent action flick. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I'm like, these aren't bad. They're not. They're not bad. You know, and then the Marine came out. 
I was like, nah, no thanks. I don't, I don't really care about John Cena. I, I eventually did see it when I was on like a movie channel, and it's, it's about what I thought it was—a pretty cheesy action film. Yeah, you know, it is what it is. Uh, Twelve rounds came out. I'm like, yeah, it's not. I'll, I'll see that movie, and it wasn't bad. But then, like, you started getting crazy. Like, you had one where Triple H was like a bus driver. Oh, that's right. You that was that theirs. One? Oh yeah. God. Yeah, there was a one where. They advertised, it was about, like, writing. Uh, um, was it Ed Helms was in the movie. And it was about, uh, there was, like, 1960s time. Like, it was controversial because, uh, for, the, for, the, for, the t- for the story, because Ed Helms was a gay teacher in, like, this God-fearing neighborhood in the 1960s. And Randy Orton was one of the, the dads that didn't like the teacher <laughs> teaching his kids because he was gay. Because he was gay. And I, they made this big big deal, like, Randy Orton's in there, he's in there for off, like, 30 seconds. <laughs> which which is a good thing, but it's funny because he's on the actual cover of Oh, the... no, why? <laughs> yeah. Why? <laughs> and then you got, like, all the Marines, like, the with the Miz and, and, and all that stuff. There was one with Maurice, his wife was in there. And I was like, this is getting stupid now. Yeah, man. Like, they started out decent. I, I, I applaud them. Like, there was... There was that one uh, with with Halle Berry, where she's like a a dispatcher. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, was yeah, decent yeah. flick. Yeah, it was okay. And it, you know, it featured uh, David Otunga. If you remember him. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was he was in that movie. That was the wrestler. At the end, you know, Seen the Evil Two came out, which I never saw. No, I never saw. That. But uh, yeah, it just like it got it got stupid, and it, that's what it's become now. Like the best movies that they release. Are the Scooby Doo ones because they're meant to be silly. Like, <laughs> so there was like a Flintstones one they did too, but it's like. Every, do, wait, do are, do, do the Scooby Doo or the Flintstones ones have wrestlers in them? They all do. Yeah. Get the fuck out yeah. of here. No way. There was also a movie that they did where, like, it was. I think it was a Marine. There was like a, a, a terrorist attack that was going to take place at a wrestling show. Oh yeah, so like they advertise all these other wrestlers, and there I'm like, man, they got a lot of wrestlers in there, and like they're all dressed up in wrestling gear. I'm like, oh, they're playing themselves, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, oh, there's a terrorist attack. Like, who the fuck, who's gonna terror like blow up fucking WWE arena? Like, nobody's there. <laughs> but the oh, and you can't forget the Big Show as uh, was a knucklehead. Where he oh shit yeah you're one? right yeah yep I I didn't watch that I know what you're talking about knucklehead <laughs> ladies and gentlemen I I watch a ton of shitty movies <laughs> I, I do so <laughs> I watched them so you don't have to um, <laughs> <laughs> the only one out of everything I said that's worth watching once I'd say the Condemned was a decent action flick yeah I, I genuinely liked the yeah. Condemned yeah and then there's a second one with Randy Orton. I, I did not uh, see I, that one. I didn't see that one either. Nobody saw that one. Yeah. Not even Randy Orton saw that. <laughs> He's like, I'm in it. Why do I got to see it? <laughs> I know it's bad. Oh, God. <laughs> but uh, what are we talking about here? Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels is coming back to wrestle. And this is, oh, my God. Like, let's, I'll tell you what. I, I got a little more to say about this. Uh, and but uh, before we do that, let's uh, let's not go out of business here. Let's pay some bills. Okay. And uh, <laughs> stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back. 
This episode of the 20 by 20 crew is sponsored by Amazon Prime. Sign up for a free 30-day trial and you get instant access to thousands of movies and television episodes. You get to borrow Kindle ebooks. You also get unlimited free two-day shipping with no minimum order size. You don't have to purchase. You can cancel anytime and still show the 20 by 20 crew some love. You can sign up for Amazon Prime through the 20 by 20 crew by visiting our website at 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash Amazon. Thank you for listening. Thank you for all the support. And now let's get back to the show. Welcome back. Thank you for allowing us to pay some bills. And thank you again for supporting this podcast and listening to us. We appreciate that as always. We were talking about Shawn Michaels right before the break and coming back. And I... (laughs) I have so many problems with this. Um, You? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, there's, um, there's a lot to say about this. I mean... First of all, you. First of all, most as a wrestling fan, you have to understand that uh, wrestling retirements don't necessarily mean a whole lot in this in this business. You could thank Terry Funk for that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we're watching. Uh, we're currently watching in your house, Bad Blood from October nineteen ninety seven, which was the debut of Kane as well as the Hell and Cell. Oh, yeah, you're absolutely right. Shawn Michaels retired at uh, WrestleMania 26 in a match against The Undertaker. It was a streak versus career match. And he made it clear that he wasn't going to wrestle again. That that was it. He was, The Undertaker took his career, and he had nothing else to prove anymore. And he he was done. He was just going to be... the guy that he wants to be and do what he wants to do and you know he he called it a career and that was cool it was it was a great moment and um he spent the last what has it been eight years now yeah um staying staying true to that and now he's going to come back and he's going to do a match <laughs> now we're speculating here but it may it very, almost sounds very clear that this is a one-time thing. Well, let's hope so. And he he's back, and you and I have talked about it in the past. We talked about it in the episode of the following contest, which you can catch on YouTube exclusively. Shawn Michaels coming back would mean a special match would have to take place against somebody who is worthy enough. Now... Here's the problem. <laughs> when we fantasy booked it, of course, we were we were rewinding Shawn Michaels. Yes. <laughs> quite a bit. Oh yeah. Uh you know, Shawn Michaels is at that point where first of all he hasn't been in the ring in eight years. And he's also not in the best wrestling shape that you would want somebody to be in. And not saying he doesn't take care of himself and all that stuff, but he's not in the best shape. No, he's not. Uh, <laughs> so, he's going to do this match where he's going to tag team with Triple H, apparently. Yes. At Crown Jewel, which is in Saudi Arabia. Like, it's a team that we don't know yet, but 
It's probably, it's more likely going to be heelish tag team. Pro- you know who's probably going to be? Uh, no, they they announced. Well, they announced. Yeah. Oh, who is it going to be? The Undertaker and Kane. That's happening. That's. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. I thought first of all, I thought Triple H and Undertaker at the Showdown, Showdown, Showdown of Australia, whatever. Super Showdown. Super Showdown. There you yeah. go. I thought that was the final time. Nope, we're going to do it again. Because I'm Vince McMahon and I know what wrestling fans want. Yeah, God. All right. So they're going to do it again against Kane and the Undertaker. You know, Kane's got to fucking run Knoxville, Tennessee here. <laughs> he got tired of me flying all the way down to Saudi Arabia. Fucking put on a bullshit match. So this is happening. <laughs> yeah, from what I understand, this is the match. Triple H or D-Generation X versus the Brothers of Destruction. But that adds perfectly to my point. <laughs> so we are in the midst of doing a lot of international shows in WWE. You've, you've said it on the show before that they want to pretty much have multiple WrestleManias in a year. Now. Yeah, they, they want to shoot for two WrestleManias, one stateside and one somewhere out and about in okay. the world. There you go. There you have it. Which d- d- kind of diminishes what WrestleMania is all about. But, uh, you know, whatever. All right, what do I know? So, so we talked about this with the Super Showdown. We ran through some of the shows in September. And we pretty much skimmed through Super Showdown because it's like it's a dog shit card. And people are were telling me, like, you're crazy. You got Undertaker versus Triple H. That's, that's a huge match. It's not. It's not a huge match anymore. It used to be. It used to be, but it's, it, you know, it's, it's not. Here's the thing. It's a bad way to publicize your company to a newer audience. I, I I get the argument of some saying people saying that oh no, it's them getting top profit because you have all these huge names, put them on the card, and it's going to get people it's going to get asses and seats. So what are you promoting then? Because that's false advertisement. That is not what WWE is anymore. WWE is not Undertaker and Triple H and. Kane and Shawn Michaels, it's AJ Styles and Samoa Joe and Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey, yeah. I mean, I'll name <laughs> people that I don't like too, you know. Uh, so those are the people that you need to push. Those are the people that you need to make sure that they're at the same level as far as name goes as a Triple H and the Undertaker, and it's not their fault that they're not there yet. It's the WWE's fault for not publicizing their their people. We see this at WrestleMania every single year. Who do we see at WrestleMania every single year that you don't see anywhere else prior to all these international shows? Triple H. Mm-hmm. Why is Triple H competing at every single WrestleMania when he's not doing anything all year? Why is The Undertaker coming back for WrestleMania every year and then you don't see him for the rest of the year? John Cena, why does he keep coming back and to do WrestleMania and then leave for the majority of the year? When you have guys like, as we talked about earlier on the show, Neville and Austin Aries, you had guys that are there week in, week out, putting asses in seats, tearing it up in, inside that ring and you're like nah pre-show it's a shame 
It's a damn shame. So you you sell these false advertisements of a wrestling product, and shame on people like Shawn Michaels for coming back and whoring his name out, for so his his buddy can continue to promote a product that's nothing but a fucking lie. If it's anything like last time, at least with respect to the Saudi Arabia show, I think what it is is part of the part of the reason they're able to do the show like with this company or for this company is because the the powers that be out in Saudi Arabia are requesting certain talent. So it's like uh whatever prince or, or whatever royalties out there like, yeah, we'll let you do the show. We want you to do the show out here. Let's make it happen. But I want to see D-Generation X. And, like, you're going to tell them no? <laughs> it's, it, I think at least part of it is that. I'm sure the money's not hurting, you know? Sure. I mean, if, you know, if you're flashing thousands of dollars in front of uh, Shawn Michaels' face, I'm sure he doesn't need it, but it's like, hey, I am an ambassador. Yeah, sure, let's go do this match. Because it's not something he does all the time. Am I all for it? Hell no. I don't want to see this fucking match. I don't want to see any of those guys. So somebody brought up, and it wasn't me, because when it comes to this stuff, I just <laughs> I just stay out of it because it's it's like being at a dead horse. But somebody brought up the, the fact that you had Super Showdown and you have Crown Jewel taking place. And somebody pointed out, like, they're, not promo- they're promoting these shows, like, crazy heavy. But nothing's being mentioned about Evolution, the, the all-woman pay-per-view. Yep. And you had the same type of guy. It wasn't the same guy as always, but the same type of guy that says, well, that's because there's more money to be made at you know the Melbourne Cricket Place and, or wherever they're at in Saudi Arabia this time. There's more money to be made there, so therefore these shows are more important. And I'm not saying that he's wrong, per se. What I'm saying is that this is... The reason why talent walks out of your your locker room for good, because <laughs> it's like, okay, you can make your money, but you make this big deal about women and and, and being you know empowered, and you know they're gonna have this their own show now, and and and, and it's gonna be great, and it's, it takes a back seat to these one-off events, so you can play nicey nice with Saudi Arabia and Australia. And it's like, here's the thing. You're the WWE. You're a multi-billion dollar industry. You should be able to do a little thing called having your cake and eating it too. Because you have enough people to make sure that everything gets promoted properly. And unfortunately, nobody is is doing things the way that they should be doing them. And things like the Women's Evolution pay-per-view takes a back seat to these cheesy fucking cards so Prince Nana can have D-Generation X come back. Yeah, pretty much. That's, that's, the, way it's, uh, that's the way it's going down. You know, you can make your fucking money and, and, and all that stuff, but, like, again, you can sell out these fucking huge venues. You might as well stay there because, again, you can't sell out fucking Smoothie King Center. That's that's what it's looking like is so, going to happen. Just stay in Saudi Arabia, become a Saudi Arabian company. Stay in Australia. Well, I think they're I think they're just going to focus a lot of their business elsewhere. Yeah, good riddance. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> go be somebody else's problem now. <laughs>
because we sure as hell don't want you. But yeah, that's that was a good point though by the guy who asked the question. What about the women? Like they're not gonna get pushed. They're not gonna get plugged at all. No, it's gonna be nothing but you know Australia and and oh and, and Saudi Arabia. Where guess what? They can't go. Yeah, that's happening again too. <laughs> you know you can't say we'll give you DX. We'll give you Shawn Michaels. Come on of retirement. But we can't bring any women on on our show because of your standards. So again, I understand their business. I understand they have to make money. But ladies and gentlemen, you have to understand that there's also a, a thing called loyalty, and if you don't show it, don't expect it in return. Is this the first time we're gonna get to see Shawn Michaels with short hair? I mean, unless you're talking like old, old, old AWA days, yeah. Holy shit. I he used to have a bull haircut. I just realized that, yeah. But he didn't have a wonky eye back then, though, either. Uh, that, too. Like, he's got a wonky eye, man. Dude, it's getting worse. Well, no, I know. Yeah. Like, fuck. <laughs> it's getting worse. I don't... <sighs> so, I ladies ladies and gentlemen, as of this recording, like, I'm still dealing with my own wonky eye. And I have double vision in one eye. Let me tell you, it is no fucking fun getting around. I have a nephew that has uh, a wonky eye and is in the process of trying to get it, st- you know, that fixed. And it bothers him to no end. Hell yeah! It bothers him to no end, and uh, it's frustrating. It's yeah, it's a very frustrating uh, <clears throat> situation right now for the kid, and and uh, you know, that's hard to do everyday things sometimes, and. Sometimes you lose, uh, you, you lose your balance, and some things where you you say things that aren't where you thought they were at, and not put yourself in a wrestling match. It, 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 yeah, that's exactly that's exactly <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly my point. Bree mode is lazy eye mode. Oh, did you see that shirt someone had mocked up instead of uh, Bree mode? It said botch mode. Botch mode. <laughs> Too bad uh, we can't buy that in the WWE shop. I paid a dollar for that. <laughs> You'd be paying too much. <laughs> <laughs> but that's my gripe. That's my gripe about him coming back. It's it's for a meaningless match. It's it's you know to, to get money and everyone's all get money, get money, get money, get money. If that's what you're all about, then you deserve to rot. And but that's a lot of that's life. like an old school mentality, man. Because it was feast or famine for a lot of those guys. So you do, and it it sucks. To be honest with you, like let's say let's say we do have this because of the WWE, you get right. a more global audience who are much more familiar with you know current product and whatnot. I could see other wrestlers going independently. To different countries and doing shows, you know, and I can only imagine how that's going to go over. I mean, it's one thing for the WWE to get clearance to do X, Y, and Z in some faraway place. It's going to be a whole other beast for uh, an indie company to to go out there and do a show, you know? This is the part of the wrestling business I don't like. I, I just don't like it when it becomes all about the money. Neither because, do, yeah, neither usually, do I. usually you get shitty fucking matches. Yeah, you do. You know, I'm not saying it's always the case, but if you're excited about DX versus Brothers of Destruction in 2018, I mean, go back to 
the rock that you're living under. I mean, <laughs> Jesus Christ. If that's a good match to you, I, I don't have anything to say. Yeah, I, there's, I there's really go. not much that we can say to those people. I mean, I guess you, you know, you look at us and be like, what's wrong with David Arquette? He was the best world heavyweight <laughs> champion ever. <laughs> he's, uh, he's better than Ric Flair. Oh, Jesus. Know? Well, those people exist, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's all about the money. It's all about the money. Yeah, all right. It, it, I guess it's all about the money. So um, continue to drive away your dedicated audience if it's all about the money. That's how you make money, right? You, you get your, <laughs> your audience not to watch anymore. That's how you do it? Okay. So, yep, yep. I don't know. I don't know what to say to that. I don't know. I'm going to contemplate on, on this whole situation for another week, ladies and gentlemen, because... It's mind-boggling. This is all news to me as we were recording. Shawn Michaels is coming back. Hands <laughs> against Kane and the Undertaker. I mean, you blew my fucking mind tonight. So I got to just go and and rethink my life now. <laughs> <laughs> How can they find us, Joe? Uh, you can find us always at our home base on the web at 20x20crew.com. Uh, we are also on Facebook, facebook.com slash 20x20crew. Uh, we are also on, uh, we have our own Facebook group. Come say hello and, yes. and talk and uh, enjoy in the, in the memeage. Facebook.com slash groups slash 20x20talk. You can hate tweet us on Twitter at 20x20crew. We are also on Instagram at 20x20crew. Uh, YouTube, 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash YouTube. And uh, I, that's that's about it. Um, yeah, you can you can always email us too. I never plugged the email. Email us twenty x twenty at gmail dot com. Twenty x twenty crew at gmail dot com. Um, really quick, I almost forgot. Uh, yes. Get well wishes to the bad boy himself, Joey Janela. He's going to be out for a very long time. He basically had one hell of a landing. Against a match with psychosis, I believe in New York. Oh no! And completely blew out his HCL and PCL. Ooh. Fire. So uh, yeah, yeah. He's he's gonna. He said he's gonna be gone for a really <laughs> long time. And uh, hey, man, hang in there. And uh, we already miss you, and we can't wait for you to be back. He's a bad, bad boy. He is a bad, bad boy. <laughs> yeah, definitely get well, Joey Janela. The, the wrestling business, man, it needs more guys like you. So get better. Heal up, get stronger than ever before. Thanks again for joining us for episode 34 of the 20 by 20 Ring Crew. Again, thanks for your support as always as we continue to try to build up our relationship with you, the listeners. Uh, don't forget to tell your friends. And as always, support professional wrestling. That is the reason why we do this, because we love the business. Support he- the Heels and baby faces. Heels and baby faces. Support them all. Support uh, support the mo- the money hungry assholes that come out of retirement. For- <laughs> Again, I got I got I got to take a week off. <laughs> support professional wrestling and and, and uh, until episode thirty five, Joe and I will see you, see you in, in the, the ring. ring.